Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek. The Call Center and Contact Center podcast, we try to give you some actionable items to take back in your contact center, improve your overall agent engagement, improve the agent experience, and hopefully improve the customer experience as well. My name is Tom Laird. I am the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. Expedia is a 500-seat-plus call center outsourcer located here in northwestern Pennsylvania. What's up, everybody? Happy Thursday as I record this. It is two days before Halloween. We are, uh, in, <laughs> we're deep into plans of figuring out how we're still going to do our Halloween festivities here at the office with everybody, uh, all our call center agents at home. But I think uh, Zoom is going to be a really popular thing uh, for us and probably for a lot of organizations come, uh, come tomorrow uh, when we... We kind of have our Friday party for a Saturday Halloween. Saturday Halloween's kind of fun. I'm kind of excited. I have two two little kids, so we're we're pretty uh pretty fired up to do it. Even though we're we're still kind of still have the I guess COVID over our heads, but you know for one day for a couple hours, we're gonna try to forget about that and, and go do our thing for for Halloween. So today, what I'd like to do is talk to you guys about. Recorded calls, live calls, when you should use each of them, and how to do calibration sessions. And calibration sessions can be different for different organizations, and we'll kind of get into that. Um, they're really important in my line of business, being an outsourcer. You know, we deal with a lot of clients, right? So when a client, they can be blind monitoring, you know, anytime that they want to listen to agents. But I think it's really important to once a week or once every two weeks to sit down for an hour. Uh, get on a conference call, listen to calls, score them together, make sure that you guys are calibrated and, and we're, we're talking about the same thing. And we'll talk about how we can do that with with some internal centers as well. And to be honest, I think it's it's almost more important to do in your internal center because a lot of times a calibration session or those types of things kind of get forgotten about because it's, you know, it's just one organization. You don't really have a so-called client. Well, maybe you do. Maybe you have an executive over your head that that likes to do that as well. But so that's kind of what I what I wanted to get into today. So a question that I do get all the time is, hey, should we be using live calls or recorded calls? And, and you know, again, my answer is both. And let me give you, you know, an example for when you should use each of them. So live calls need to be, you know, and, and I'm going to use a sports analogy. Again, I'm a basketball coach here too as well. So I'm going to give a kind of, I think that's the best way for me to explain this. So live calls are basically, you know, things that, events that you're listening to during the day that you're trying to make adjustments on the fly. Right, you're not going to make an overall huge change, but you're going to make sure that you know no mistakes are being made. If someone, you know, their tone needs to be changed, 
um, if they aren't verifying properly, right? Little tweaks like that that we can pull an agent and kind of give them a heads up is is really, I think, the the main point of a of a live live session or or really just a live monitoring and, and using live calls, right? So again. It's to make sure that, one, the reps know that we're listening, that they need to be on point, and that they know that we're going to create, you know, we're going to fix any little little nuance issues that are happening, you know, on their calls during the day. Recorded calls are different. Recorded calls are basically like, uh, you know, your, your after-game evaluation of what happened, right? So you can kind of take a breath. You can dig a little bit deeper into the types of calls that are coming in. Right, you can you can really listen to multiple calls from an agent to really get a feel for what they're doing, and I think you know it's really important to see a, a trend that's happening. Right, if if you notice that, you know everyone is just they're not uh, you know the the opening isn't proper. Right, the 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 verbiage that they're using isn't right. You know that you have an overall training issue. So that's kind of you're looking for more big ticket, big issue things when you're sorry that was my phone. Big ticket, big issue things when you're looking for you know, when you're listening to the recorded calls, right? So that's where you can kind of get and, and make some mistakes, right? If you're going to, you know, make a huge training deal over, you know, something erupted on a, on a live call, you know, you want to make sure that you have a trend with that. And I think, again, that's why speech analytics, and I'm not going to get into that. You guys know how I feel about speech analytics, but that's why speech analytics is, I think is really important because it's basically taking all of these kind of recorded calls, Right, and giving you the trends of what's going on and some some things that are opportunities to to get better. So, I guess that's that's kind of my take on on the difference between live and recorded. Um, I don't think it's good if you're just listening and scoring recorded calls. Right, the reps will know. The reps are super smart. Right, so they understand what your your mo is and what you're trying to do. Um, so, if you're just listening to the recorded stuff, you know it doesn't really put them on point because they can always kind of be like, "Oh, I had a bad day," or you know, I'll do better next time kind of thing where if you're getting them right in the moment, right, it's it's much easier to kind of correct and, and fix that problem with, with less excuses. And again, if they know you're listening, it does make a difference no matter – it's kind of just a human nature thing. So I think, you know, that's that's pretty important. I want to say this too. You know, the, the person or the group of individuals or the staff that you have monitoring, make sure they have the right personality for it. Their job is not to find problems. You have to change that culture, right? So many times a QA or a QM area, they think they're they're the the group that has to go find out what the reps are doing wrong so it can be fixed. And that that's when if you have that type of culture, uh, your reps are gonna they're gonna hate those guys, right? There's gonna be animosity towards the monitoring staff into what's going out on the floor. And you don't want that because then when the things come out, when, when, when scoring comes out on the floor, the reps are just going to disregard it because they think that, you know, those people are quote unquote out to get them, right? So one, while I believe you should have these guys off the floor, they need to be involved with your staff, right? I think it's really important that there's some engagement between the reps um, and, and their QA staff. I'm not, I, I'm really not a firm believer in having the QA people also be the trainers, right? So like if they listen to a call, there's a problem that they go out onto the floor. I still think that should be a supervisor that should be doing that. But I think you need to, you know, include in everything that you do, maybe outside of the, the call center stuff, or even during, during the day, include some of these guys um, out on the floor so, so that the reps kind of get to know them, right? 
And second of all, make sure that the understanding of your QA staff is that basically they're there to be the listening post, not the catch them to do something wrong post, if that makes sense, right? So they need to be just as into when somebody does something good as when somebody makes a mistake. They need to be really good at being able to spot trends in calls, right? That's what they really need to do, not pinpointing that Janie doesn't do great with her disclosures or she never cross-sells and upsells, and I'm going to get on her every single day to, to hammer that home. That's where you have issues. So there's a culture thing that you really need to work with with QA staff uh, to make sure that you know they're doing it for the, I don't want to say doing it for the right reasons, but that their their mentality is in the right mindset, right? To, to really give the information back that's going to be helpful to the call center, not detrimental to a specific rep. I hope that that makes sense. And I, I can guarantee you some of you are shaking your heads right now saying, yeah, my agents hate my QA staff because they just think that they're out to get them. And you got to try to change that. All right, let's talk about calibration, because I think that this is a really important piece of, of, an, of a high quality, high producing contact center. And calibration sessions for us is a little bit different, right? So we have multiple clients that we're dealing with every single day. And on the inbound customer service side, you know, we have clients and then we have inbound sales and then we have cross-sell upsell, then we have some outbound. So we have a little bit of everything, you know, even getting into the digital stuff, right? Chat and email and, and how we're calibrating all that stuff and, and all of these different channels. So for us, weekly, most of our clients are weekly. And then uh, I shouldn't say we, about half of them are weekly and another half are, are about bi-weekly or bi-monthly, right? Every two weeks. I get those confused, right? Bi-weekly, bi-monthly. Shouldn't bi-weekly be twice a week, right? It, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. So every other week. So, but in what we do with our sessions and sometimes the client says, no, this is how we want it. But this is kind of our recommendation when we have a new client is that we do an hour-long calibration session. Now, granted, understand that these clients can listen to, they can blind monitor our agents anytime they want, right? So, you know, you should be able to do that. Or if you're an outsourcer, you know, you should be allowing your clients to listen to your calls. If you can't do that, then what's the point of everything that you're doing, right? If you can't have the quality to be good enough where your clients can blind monitor you, then what, you know, what are you doing? So, Again, our clients can blind monitor, but then we really like these calibration sessions so that we understand if we score something on their, you know, on their scoring system as a 95 or as a three or as a C or a B, depending on how they do their scoring method, um, that that client can see that and trust the numbers that we're giving. And we can trust the numbers when they blind monitor and they score as well, right? So it's a really important, almost a communication tool that we're both on the same page. So again... We like to do an hour-long session. We do normally we do half recorded and half live calls. It can be difficult sometimes on live calls to get kind of quote unquote qualified calls, right? So you might not have a call that goes all the way through, or you might have a couple calls that don't go all the way through. So you don't want to waste your time, but you still want to make sure that you're trying to get some of those things live, right? So that the the client, or for, I guess for us the client, or for you maybe your executive or your boss can hear the work that you've done, can hear the agent's tone, can understand the types of calls that are coming in because they're starting to, he to hear some of this when you have your synopsis and you say, hey, this is what we're hearing. This is what analytics is saying, right? You're kind of validating all that. So it's not just you know listening to the agent and making sure that they're doing their job, but it's also listening to the types of calls and, and kind of even spotting quick trends as well for your executive or, or for our client. 
And then we're going to do 30 minutes of recorded calls, right? And we're going to, we're going to, here's the funny thing. We do random calls. Like we are 100% random. If a client says to us, hey, we're going to do 30 minutes and we just want random calls, you know, I will have our QA team literally just, just choose a couple reps, have different reps every week. And, and we select it. I know most of our clients don't do that, right? And if they get the recordings, they want to make a point on something, which is fine, right? They're, they're footing the bill. So it's a, it's kind of a give and take understanding that we say random, but a lot of times it's probably not. And, and we want to basically score both in this half hour session of live calls and this half hour session of recorded calls. We want to be scoring calls together. So normally for the recorded calls, they get sent a day or two earlier so that everybody has a chance to kind of listen to them, score them. So we kind of bring our scores together. When we're doing our real time, right, we're all scoring real time together to make sure that we're you know, kind of on the same page there too. I think that that's important, right? That again, that you're, you're scoring together and that on the recorded calls that you have some time to really think it through. And you can sometimes see the difference between when you think things through and when you're doing it really quick on the fly. Um, and that's another reason that you need to have a mixture of live and recorded calls when you're when you're kind of doing this and when you're being fair to a rep um, scoring their calls. So again, we you don't want to go into these things, and we have a lot of clients who are awesome with us with this, but we have a lot of newer clients or clients that maybe you know there's a program manager that's I don't know trying to I don't want to say prove her worth, right? But but prove you know her, her job. Um, that go into these things trying to find something wrong and just looking at mistakes that the reps make. If you want, it's like football, right? And if you want to throw a penalty on every single play, right, for holding or for something, you could probably find something. And I think you can probably do that. If you really wanted to pinpoint any little thing on a call, you could do that. So I don't know how healthy or or how how good that is and, and, and what benefits that that really does other than, you know, gets people defensive. Now, granted, if you have a huge issue and there's a there's an auto fail, right, because someone didn't verify it all, that's a huge deal. So I'm not saying we, we, we snuff those under the rug, sweep those under the rug, but we have to make sure that, you know, we're being fair with this and, and understand that, you know, if there's a really irritated caller and we can sense that our rep is doing everything they can to keep it together, but they just snap at the end, Right. You know, some clients will lose their mind over that. Granted, they shouldn't do that. Our reps should not do that. But we'll have other clients that will be like, hey, I get what they were doing. That's unacceptable, but I kind of understand it. Can we make sure that we talk to her um, and, and maybe make sure that she listens to this call so that that doesn't happen because we can't have that happen, right? So there's just a difference. We still want to correct what happened, but there's a kind of a difference in the tone, which I think, again, the tone is the message even in this, as you've heard me say a lot of times. The other thing that we like to do, and I think is really helpful and is a good tip, is to bring your reps into these sessions. It's not there to embarrass them, but they need to know that they, they're putting their name and your name right to their work. So they need to be proud of their work. They need to make sure that they're doing a good job at all times because they could get brought in for a monitoring session. right? And when those things kind of get out to the floor, and again, we're not trying to embarrass anybody. The other thing is a lot of times these are really good calls, right? So when the rep's in there and they're getting high-fived and our client's like, hey, you did a great job, it's a huge boost, right? And if they didn't do a great job, they're kind of mortified, right? They're mortified and, and, you know, we again, we're not embarrassing them, but then we're going to go over the points and they're going to really get the message. 
so I think that's a really cool way to to kind of do things as long as you're you're doing it the right way. You're not just picking on people that you know they had a bad call to bring them in, but there's good calls, there's bad calls, there's calls in the middle, and that you know that can be a really great learning tool that you have. So the other things you know to kind of wrap this up is you know obviously it's 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 dealing with the rep issues, but then you know we're going to look at when we get these calibration sessions, what is the overall training issues maybe for the next week? Right? Hey, we're going to really pinpoint on making sure that we're listening to that closing signal for that cross sell. So let's focus on that because in this, in this session, that seemed to be a trend, right? Looking for training trends and things that, that you as a team can work and get better. I like to feel the energy on the calls, right? Is there an energy gap? Is, is there something with morale that we're listening to on this that we need to do? Should we do a motivation for this group? Um, do we need to engage them a little bit more? Is their is their tone a little bit lower? Can we qualify that with their agent sentiment? Is that dropping a little bit? You're looking for trends trends with that, and then again, you're going to look for the specific rep training that Susie needs to work on. This that's going to be part of our agent analysis for the next week. So supervisor needs to be talked to, and we're gonna we're gonna work that through. So really important tool. I mean, obviously monitoring is is important, um, but outside of the monitoring every day to really sit down and, and take an hour, focus on a specific program or specific client or specific call type, um, and then make sure that you know you're doing everything you can to be fair while understanding that we're always we can always improve and really trying to drill down on not just the the bad, not just the good, but also on the issues that can that can kind of go either way that we want to train on to make sure that that we're we're constantly improving and constantly improving our program. So again, I think I hope that that's helpful. I think that uh, you know calibration sessions. If you even do them, you know, if you're a small center, I think it's important to do them. You can do them supervisor with the supervisor, supervisor with a call center manager, your executives with with yourself. If you're a call center manager. Um, if you are an executive and you have a, a call center under you, I would I would do it with all of your supervisors, right? And maybe it's not every week, but you know, once or twice a month, you know, each team goes and they they have to. We have a monitoring and a calibration session with you. So I think it's a, again, it's a, it's an important tool um, outside of just the everyday listening and monitoring, but to really, it's kind of like the final test, right? Like every every week or two, you get a big test and it's your calibration, and you want to make sure that that everything's kind of hitting on all cylinders and that we understand what what are some of the things we need to fix. All right, guys, that's what I got for you today. Um, please, as I always kind of talk about, you know, one of the things I haven't really actually brought up is I do have a book. I actually have two books, Advice from a Call Center Geek and More Advice from a Call Center Geek. Um, forget about Advice from a Call Center Geek because More Advice from a Call Center Geek is the first book added on to, right? So, it's on Amazon. It's like 12 bucks. More advice from a call center geek. It's a lot of the things I talk about here, uh, but kind of gets into more depth into, into some of them. So, you know, that's a that's a tool for you guys to, to utilize as well. Please join the SMS texting community. Just text call center to 814-247-0366. That'll get you signed up. Check out the advice from a call center geek Facebook community as well. Um, that's growing at a, at a pretty rapid pace. But uh, if you guys have any questions, if you would like to do or hear from me, uh, please join that SMS texting community. And, and really, you, we can just text back and forth if you have any t- kind of call center-ish type questions. I am planning on the 11th of November to try to do a Facebook Live um, with just, I'm going to have the members of the community ask questions, right? I think that that's a kind of an added bonus feature for joining the community. So again, 
join the SMS texting community. Um, and then on the 11th, those guys are going to be able to ask some questions where we can go live with everybody. And, and hopefully I can, I can help and, and continue to add value. Have a great Halloween, everyone. I will talk to all you guys next week.